he we had a call on Wednesday. He's like, everyone's in it. Hey, I'm like, yeah, everyone's yeah. It's, it's this astrological that the moon that just went. Probably no, it was the last astrological moon mm. for this astrological year it was the last moon it was the virgo so anything that wasn't purified had to be purified so it i believe that what exhausts us is amplified so we know what to drop mm, yeah i really felt that i did lots of reflecting on the last sort of six months just it has been so huge for me like truly mm-hmm. and I, I don't say it lightly i feel like it has just been really immense so yeah, coming into that the Virgo full moon, I really felt like so much just like at this like come up, but at the same time land. It was really like it was both like revealing and like in on both polarities, like just ah and ah. <laughs> yeah, totally, yeah. yeah, I feel mm-hmm. that. I feel that fully. Hey, legends! Happy first of March. We are descending into autumn here in the Southern Hemisphere. It is literally the 1st of March as I'm recording this and we are, we are making our transition. It's time. I'm wondering for those of you who are down under with me, how that's feeling for you. If you're feeling ready um, to descend into the autumn winter seasons, I love this time of year, um, even though for the first, I don't know, half of my life maybe, I <laughs> I ran to places that were warmer. Um, my relationship with these seasons has definitely shifted over the past year. And um, with that, this creative flow has sort of emerged. And um, I'm actually working on some really beautiful things back here. I haven't offered a an immersion, a group program, I anything. I haven't offered anything Um in a little bit over a year I think so there's a lot gestating back here so I would recommend if you are a you know a healer holder you know you really resonate with my work and and love to connect with me in that way um keep an eye on my socials because uh, there's a lot that's going to be unfolding over the next couple of weeks and I just wanted to give you a heads up so for those of you who are you know really curious about that if, if you're feeling that resonance just so you know where to go, where to look and how to sort of stay tuned in and tapped into that creative rhythm that's wanting to emerge through me. Um, many of you know already that the past year has been a huge transition for me. It feels really um, humbling <laughs> to be sort of, not that there is like the other side, but to be to, to be landing in that and to feel the depth and breadth of my heart in the way that wants to you know the the integration of that how that wants to move through so it's really not surprising to me at all that there's there's a lot wanting to emerge through me now and it's such a powerful time uh it really is i can feel it and it's just time it's time to start um yeah reconnecting and collaborating and and just bringing earth side what has been a very very inner process for me over the past year so I'm ready. I'm feeling really excited about this. So stay tuned um, and keep an eye on my socials if you are over on Instagram in particular. There'll be a lot unfolding and I'm excited for that. Uh, this month, I have had the beautiful honor of having Amber Hawken, uh, who is one of my teachers, my very first teacher. Uh, I did look at the very first email or the, the first email I could find in my archives I uh, can't remember the exact date, but it was well over 10 years ago that um, I emailed her and was like, what do you do? And tell me more. And can we begin a journey together? And and here we are. This is the first time I've ever done a podcast together. Can you believe it? Um, and so I had the honor of having her on the show and I'm really excited. I know many of you know her already and a lot of my students and teachers will know exactly who she is and what she's about uh, because I reference her so often her teachings are really beautiful and um, yeah, I'm really excited for you guys to tap in and tune into what's uh, what's in store. Uh, I wanted to bring your attention to Inganyama, which is a program that Amber is facilitating. It begins the 11th of March. I'm going to share with you in the show notes the links to access this program, to read about it, to feel into it, to attune to 
its essence and the energy of what it's all about. I also share my own personal testimony from having completed the program last year, which initiated me into a big transition and sort of transitory space. Um, The program is very deep. It's very, um, you know, for us as space holders, medicine women, people who have a calling to serve at this deep, deep, deep level, it's a program that will really support those depths. It's a devotion. It's a commitment. Um, it's something that has fundamentally changed and reshaped the way I show up. And I highly recommend checking it out. Um, I'll link it all up in the show notes. Go check it out. 11th of March, it begins. So you have literally like a couple of weeks if you're listening to this on the 1st of March, 2024. Otherwise, um, there might be a wait list that you can join if it's after that. Um, I do suspect she will continue running this because it's very important work and it's very needed in the world we do discuss it a little bit in the show so you can learn a little bit more in there Um, but either way um, i'm really excited for you to tap in and and be a part of this conversation once again this is an off-the-cuff conversation we don't really have um you know any specific direction we go Uh, but i do recommend if you can and if it feels right to take some space to really tune into this one because we go in lots of different sort of directions that do, I believe, require a fair bit of presence to really land with. Um, So if that's within your capacity to take that space, do it. Otherwise, I trust you'll you'll hear and receive what it is that you need to hear and receive. Um, I also wanted to take a moment to just thank you all so much for your support, for sharing my Substack, for, you know, just being a part of this beautiful community it has expanded so much since i dropped the last podcast episode and i just wanted to name that i wanted to say it out loud i wanted to just acknowledge you and thank you so much for being here it's not lost on me at all um and i feel very 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 honored to have you here and if you're not aware um, you can subscribe to the circle of life substack you will need to jump on a web browser or the substack app you can search circle of life with ellen There you will find a whole world of my teachings, my work. You can subscribe for free. You can join for $22 a month and receive exclusive content, teachings, videos, writing, stories, personal insights, energy updates, um, the works for $22 Australian a month. Um, And you get to form part of a beautiful community of of human beings who are interested in uh, service, being of service to the world, deepening their calling and space holding you know at the deepest level so it's a really special space and if you feel called i'd love to have you all right my friends wherever you are in the world i'm sending you so much love thank you for being here i hope you're well enjoy you are listening to the circle of life podcast where conversations on life healing and the human experience walk us home over and over again I am your host, Ellen, and this is a home for the healing, a place for curious minds, big hearts, and a different kind of conversation. The Circle of Life podcast serves to invoke the deepest parts of you and remind you that you are your greatest resource. If you, like me, value depth, raw conversations, and a good old-fashioned dose of heart-to-heart medicine, this space is especially akin to you. Together, we'll remember the capacity of our human spirit and what it means to be healing, whole, and a part of this extraordinary circle of life. I hope you find as much medicine and resonance in the words and stories shared as I do in bringing them to you. It's truly such an honor to have you here. G'day and welcome. What has this this past year been like for you personally? Yeah. 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 Um, liberating. Frustrating. Humbling. Exhausting.
vital and abundant. And as I said those words, I felt into probably the major things that I felt during the year that the, the, that's what that that's what I really remember in my be, in my body, those particular feelings over and over again in different ways and different waves often at the same time. It was really polarizing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really polarizing. I found I find that since becoming a parent, that's life can be polarizing because it shows you the edges of both extremes so vividly every day, most days. Mm. Wow. Yeah, I really feel that. And so, yeah, how has that felt to, this is funny, like I'm thinking about questions. What questions can I ask? You love questions. I know you love questions. And at the same time, like just tell me all the things. So is there something like specific that like, felt like a really big initiation and so that like how you sort of navigated all of that I guess like I feel into my community and that's there's a lot there you know that's really um not to minimize your experience but that's a real I think a really normal and common thing for people to sort of experience in many ways and like how like how did you navigate all of that Uh, like amongst like because that's obviously very personal but like amongst your professional life and showing up and doing all those other things that require you to be that impeccable space and how did it all weave in? All right. For my own mental sake, I'll go down like specific. I'll talk to work and then it'll probably unfold from there. Um, Annie turned, I think a huge part of this. No, I know a huge part of this is becoming a mother. And so um, Anakin turned one in April last year. Uh, and just prior to that, th- those months beforehand, like January, particularly February and March, were really difficult months of my pregnancy. Um, my whole pregnancy felt really hard because of the uh, endless nausea, vomiting, migraines. The, the, it was a very uncomfortable um, period of life for me, while also so deeply magical. Like pregnancy was such a polarizing experience because I was growing a human being for a soul to come into. And I was absolutely flawed, physically speaking. I was so nauseous and it created such stimulation and and turbulence in my inner waters to be purged and to be cleared during that time. So it was just, there was just not a, a huge break from it. And so there was, even though I'm looking back now, retrospectively, I did learn to deeply, deeply, deeply surrender and a lesson that I, I took from that is that at the time, despite surrendering being something that I was practicing, it didn't always feel like that. Um, and I, I believe like looking back now that what I had previously thought surrender was, was a, uh, absolute it you're doing it or you're not um and I still think that there's some truth to that however I could see myself doing the best level of surrender I could in each moment like choosing it and then giving you a visceral example say if you've ever if you can think to a time where you've had food poisoning or you've had gastro and you vomit And then you feel this kind of this peace and it's like, oh, it's like, so I'd have these moments of surrender and then the noisy would kick back in and then the normal, um, well, what I felt was normal sensations of like, oh goodness me, oh gosh, not again. Like the mind would, you know, not want to go back into there because it doesn't feel good at all. And it's a very intense discomfort. It's not a gradual, it's not like a little throb in your finger or a, you know, maybe an ache in the knee. It's like, you know, your whole being is like you're sweaty and you're shaky and you're, your mind can't think straight. And so my head would be pumping. I'd be re- deeply tired because I had insomnia from very early, early weeks of uh, pregnancy and the nausea. And towards the end, I had all of that. And I was just basically fucking jack of it. I was just absolutely jack of being so deeply uncomfortable and I didn't think I was surrendering. I felt like I was struggling and I I was 
doing my best to at times through my breath and through letting go and creating space in my business and asking Ryan to take work off early because I just wanted him to be with me. I wanted someone to be around just to be next to me during this time. And so I was incrementally surrendering and letting go and then perhaps bigger waves of discomfort would come and then I would go back into resistance and then I would let go again. So I got this big practice of um, surrendering and then not and then having to surrender back in as the intensity increased. And so this was these waves of like, Ooh, intense and I would get better and better at it and then I and I look back and I was I was a bit hard on myself because well I feel now that I was diff- hard on myself harder than I maybe needed to be I guess that's always true <laughs> um <laughs> because the intensity of what was coming each time or each round was bigger mm-hmm. and I really was meeting it the best that I could. And then towards that end of that pregnancy was that uh, February, March space. And so last year, that February, March space, I actually went through a similar emotional and sometimes physical experience of the pregnancy again. So I semi relived it mm-hmm. and it was really strange. And I've heard that this is when I, I actually messaged my doula, I said, I'm experiencing similar sensations, similar experiences, similar waves of deep emotion and, and, and fear, but also of, of, um, uh, anticipation and lots of like, Oh, knowing, I, you know, I was about to give birth and also reflecting of, wow, I gave birth, you know? And so that was like, February, March, and around that time, Annie went from being a, a babe who would wake maybe twice a night to waking every 45 hour, 90 minutes. And this went on for about 10 months. And so I went into extreme sleep deprivation for that period of time. It was just, I did the best that I could. I dropped, I did my best to drop this expectation upon myself to be a good friend, be the perfect partner, be someone who my house is always clean, just all all sorts of different expectations, be someone where my body is really fit and strong again. Like I, I just had to drop it all. And well, I had to make choices, actually. I had to choose what's more valuable to me to be able to um, show up to be of service to something I'm called to do, to be able to show up alive and vital for my son. Like which of these things am I going to put the small amount of capacity that I have into? Where am I going to put that attention? Where am I going to put that intention? And where am I going to get that? Like what what's the most important to me? And I chose motherhood, service, and partnership. Mm-hmm. But ultimately what I had to do to do that was choose myself. I had to put myself first. I had to not get to the end of the, I had at the end of the day, I would have a choice during this time. Also most majority of the time, Annie would only settle with, with me, with, with boob, with, um, he would only nurse to sleep that would, you know, he would absolutely hysterical if anyone else tried to. And at times we let him have that hysteria with Ryan and, and with, you know, our nanny, who's like our family member that we trusted because, you know, there were people who loved him holding space for him to do that. And at the same time, I was um, absolutely surrendered and committed to letting him have that um, connection and that contact and developing that sense of the world is safe and I am safe with my mom and she is here during this period of time because in a few years he's it, that is going to pay off for the rest of his life in my mm-hmm. belief. So it's like I had chosen that and I had chosen that path and made that that sacrifice in a way sacred to me. And so it's like, it's just what we did. Um, so there was a lot moving inside of me to let old ideas of who I used to be and how I used to show up for the world and for others um, fall away. And um, yeah, usually it, the major one that brought up for me was feeling like I was not being a good friend and 
knowing at the exact same time, this wasn't the time for me to have an expectation to be a fucking good friend. Mm. It's not, mm. you know, that's, that is not the time to hold that to yourself. It wasn't for me anyway. You know, <clears throat> I absolutely had friendships that I could have enough energy for that, but it was just really, really intimate inner circle, maybe, you know, a close 10, mm. um, like a really close 10. A lot of those people were also who I serve with, which made it a little bit easier as well. Um, and so I had to make choices to get to the end of the day and nurse, I need to sleep. And then it would be, you know, 7 PM or 7 30. And I would have 15 messages on my phone. Do I sit for the next hour and mindfully respond to each of those? Or do I stretch, meditate, do some breathing, connect with my partner? Do you know? And so yeah. I am still with that, that I still don't get you know, I've become the person who you might not hear from me. My replies might be three weeks because, you know, and this is just painting a small amount of the picture. And some people, some particularly my friends who don't have kids will be like, hey, are you alive? And I can feel mm. sometimes the irritation. And I'm like, I have to let go. I don't try and explain myself. I, you know, apologize and I acknowledge. But the truth is, is I was them when I wasn't a mom and I didn't get it and I didn't understand. And now I do. And I've also understood that the reason that we don't get it is because for, you know, a couple of hundred years, we've had nuclear families and there are one, two parents, hopefully two, usually maybe only one major one committed to that kind of relating and that kind of parenting. Sometimes it's just the mother or just the father who puts in, you know, that much or has that vision to hold for that level of connection to their child or have that capacity or that, you know, awareness or that vision. Um, and sometimes those people have family who don't, you know, um, my mother's passed, all of my grandparents have passed. I have no matriarchal lineage that I am in contact or connection with. My father lives far away. Um, Ryan's father lives close, close by, um, and he supports us and that's it. Then we have our beautiful friends and then we have our nanny. And so it's, been an acknowledgement of the limitations of capacity and the choice of what to do with that and the grief that comes with that choice and the honoring of what that means for me and what I get to hold myself through or release with that and through that. And so that's been huge. Which project do I choose? Which idea that comes in do I commit to? Um, which ones don't I? How, like, where in my service am I overextending? You know, where where was there an overextension or an, or, or an over-servicing that was there because I actually had the extra capacity? Where can I actually reel that back to give them more power? Or what I did was I actually engaged a lot of people to support those roles that I did before. Um, and my business did really well on, is it net? Net before the expenses? Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. This sometimes happens on my Zoom. I don't know how to fix it. <laughs> I think sometimes when I go like this, it does bump. <laughs> um, after expenses, isn't it? Okay, before yeah. expenses, gross. Fantastic. Yeah. After, mm. not so fantastic. Mm. Fantastic showed me how much I delegated. I was like. Cool. <laughs> mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was like I really, um, you know, doubled a lot of my contractor expenses to be able to serve in that way and to be able to mother in the way that I wanted to. And it was like huge, 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 huge. So, mm. um, yeah. And this bring it, it goes, I could go so deep into how that impacted relationship, how that impacted work. So it's like, where 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 should we go? Where would you like to go? Well, I just want to acknowledge you because that's fucking huge. And thank you so much for letting us in on how things have been for you and just what's like behind the scenes. You know, this is stuff we don't really ever see or get to see. And I think it's very, well, it feels very permission giving to me to just feel you as you're expressing how this has been for you and how you've and all the different pieces, all the moving different pieces for you and how you've had to sort of, you know, like how you've navigated that with such deep honour for yourself and your family 
it just truly I feel it so deeply and just on behalf of everyone listening I know how that's going to how that's going to touch in a really big way so thank you for sharing it's it's in my body it feels like a really important thing for people to hear so thank you yeah um yeah okay so I want to switch gears a little bit um because I not not that I mean to make any assumptions but I imagine this would have you know, like I'm thinking about the work you're doing now in the world and, and how that relates to, you know, impeccable space holding, you know, and just how that, how what you've been through has almost like initiated you into those those levels and spaces and deeper, you know, deeper capacity for that. And I'm wondering, yeah, sort of how how it's, um sort of how it's influenced that for you? Like how has everything that you've sort of been navigating and moving through, like, you know, like good or bad, how has it actually influenced like your capacity to hold? And, you know, you're running these beautiful programs now, which I've had the privilege of being a part of. So, yeah, how's it all like woven in? I'm curious about that. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> 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 for asking the question and and giving it some air time it's really nice mm. well everything that I've been able to go through and the people who have helped me through that have um been my greatest teachers I have spoken about her many times my doula is one of them one of the most and she doesn't I do tell her and I do reflect to her but I'm almost certain that maybe she does but to understand the impact would be to know that every decision I've made has been influenced by what I got to receive through her impeccable trust mm -hmm. and unwavering presence during my pregnancy and birth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it connected, it, it turned the light bulb on that connected the dots where my teachers had done that prior as well, or those who had held me like healers had held me prior. It was like the exact same thread that was the most powerful for me and to feel that deep beyond bones beyond like beyond like metaphysical multi-dimensional many lifetime level of impact penetrated my being from the inside out because birth is such a profound destructive um enlightening process i think if we let it and that's probably an important caveat yeah. <clears throat> um I don't think many of us are I don't think I be, I don't believe many of us enough of us are given the opportunity for it to be because of the level of consciousness yeah. that you know I, I don't think any woman who were, wasn't given the opportunity I would wouldn't take that I really believe that deep inside when a woman is shown that she cannot unsee that and it lights the 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 the, the sheer raw power of her inside but not enough are given that yet but it is it is coming and um and so it shaped the way that I held and it burned away any aspects where I wasn't a complete calm body of water inside my emotional body or it gave me the opportunity to look where I wasn't and and tend to that and still tend to that it's not like I am um not human truly um, energetically, emotionally, mentally, and to refine that channel mentally, like to develop that intuitive mind, that metaphysical dimension to bring into that space, to open that channel, to hold deep contact and deep presence, which is a word that Dewey Freeman, who is my mentor, Michael Freeman, uh, Michael Gay's teacher, Dewey is Michael's teacher. Michael's one of my teachers and friends, um, therapist from the States. Dewey's a, an elder who works um, with other therapists, teaching them to, to um, like refine the way that they are therapists and holders over the people. And so that, you know, mm -hmm. there's, there's all these aspects that were already reflecting this wisdom or mirroring this particular 
lesson, I guess, this particular refined way of being in myself to support the I would say awakening or coming into awareness of their heart and intuitive mind or intuitive channel through my presence and through my energy and through my words and through how I speak, how I hold, how I navigate, how we facilitate from beginning to end of our alchemy retreats, which is rites of passage work for men and for women. And and then it led to the birth of Inganyama, which is for facilitators and or facilitators, practitioners, you know, it, it can it can be broad and actually throughout the year it has become more specific because I had I realized I needed to make a choice. Who am I going to speak to? Who mm. am I like Yes, this can this can support parents and this can support, you know, allied health and this can support all of that. The people that I can speak to the most with the most clarity that will be able to therefore be able to receive the most is those, doesn't matter what industry you're in, but it's that your consideration that this life for you is that you are walking a path of service and you feel that deeply in your bones. So it's that level of consciousness and awareness that that is what you're going to do. So it, it's it's not so much what you do, it's where you know what you're doing in this life now, how you do it's not, mm. doesn't matter. It could be a chef, doesn't matter. So it's that, that's what I'm speaking to because the the truth is, is the more that we can become that still deep, unwavering, trusting well of um embodied presence energetically spiritually physically emotionally that's what do, that's Dewey's framework those four things which many of my teachers and my co-facilitators and particularly Kurti Kurt Iwanina who has you know forever his whole his whole being is embodied presence. So, so he has taught me that for the last 12 years. And then, you know, Dewey's framework and then my other teachers, then my doula. And so this has been gifted to me so many times in this opportunity. And so it's this, that it was the birth that where I was able to walk that and live that and breathe that, embody that for a year and practice that for a year and refine that for a year before I began to, okay, now we're going to do it. So this is now three years down the track then I'm like, cool, this is where we're going now. And this is what we're doing. And so mm. that's the, that's the, that's the direction. And that's where we're taking it because it is a skill. It's a quality that so many humans on this earth would benefit. Should they be held with that impeccability? Yeah. Should they be trusted with their own experience wow. through transition and change and and so that requires us to heal some big collective stuff around the way in which we relate and the way in which we support and the way in which we navigate and the way in which we grow and reach and try to serve and the way in which we speak and the way in which we embody or not and the way in which we hold ourselves and honour and um, give reverence and respect. So many in the space um believe they have captured some information and now that is theirs and now they can mm. teach that and it's the truth is is your experience in life is your wisdom and the rest that you hold uh, is a gift for you to be an instrument of yeah. you know it's understanding this creation of that space and learning how to do that is through your own work and through through service and through study and through meditative practices and trance and it's being within that and then it's not being afraid to serve and not having that idea that you need another thing you need to learn another thing you need to learn another thing it's actually you need to begin to practice but just do it humbly at the space where you're at just to begin and just to start mm. and just to do and just to be and to be humble and to be open and to be curious and just to fucking begin because the world needs it yes 
if you look through the lens of the rays and the esoteric teachings, the planet Earth is the fourth ray and the fourth ray is harmony through, um, it's not chaos, crisis, but it's harmony through conflict. So we evolve through conflict as a earth evolves through conflict and then we each have individual rays um as a soul and as a you know personality and that which we are uh, deeply relate to and uh our our consciousness holds uh, that we serve this harmony through conflict through and so those who are feeling inspired to serve particularly through ritual and through practice and through practical application they're generally like a seventh ray or a second ray. Second ray is love, deep, deep love, that activation of that heart and that love and that absolute unconditional loving presence and service. It's an embodiment of that. Seventh ray is usually like the magic of it. Those two tend to be those who I support the best and the most because it's like a combination of those two together. And so the conflicts going on in the world really needs us to look and turn to the part of us that says, I want to be of service. I want to do something different. It doesn't need, mean you need to do whatever and you know what anyone else is doing it's just the way that you show up and the way that you decide actually my life is going to be one where I devoted to service which I hope that you hear from the beginning of this podcast also includes to yourself yeah yeah oh it's a big one that one Inganyama taught me so much and like there were two very very main things and they were the first one was like the the taking of the teachings, like the taking and the entitlement around that, and just um, even though it was is you know mostly innocent, like it was just a kind of not knowing, but that was huge for me. That initiated me in a huge way. Um, and the other one was was trying to be further ahead than I was. That was a huge one for me. And I feel like um, as confronting as that was for me, it was. It was everything I needed. It was everything I was ready for um, to to deepen my own experience of my space holding capacity, and it um it initiated me in a huge way. And I remember saying to you last August at retreat, like, "Oh man, I like <laughs> Inganyama really initiated me. Like, I feel like I'm still walking those like truly walking those fires. It really it really unraveled me. And I, I want to make sure this is heard in a way that's it's not negative. Like, it was so powerful." like so fucking powerful ams and um i spent basically like 6 months offline like just relearning my own voice and shedding everything that wasn't mine shedding all like and 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 spending time truly honoring and remembering like you know when i would speak or teach or offer anything you know i was really mindful of that relationship of of where that like where things have come from you know, I always, I always quote you. <laughs> like if I say something you've taught me, I'm like my teacher, Amber, like it's just, it taught me so much about right relationship with the medicine I, like that I'm carrying and that I've been like, that's been passed down and bestowed onto me. And I spent so much time offline, just um, honestly, like, like shedding like so much just to sort of clear my own channel and, and start to channel my own wisdom. It taught me so much about what's already within and how to access that and how to tap into my own experience um, and how that is profound and that is so profound and so powerful um, as a space holder, as someone who facilitates, like that right there, and that's something you've mirrored and, and reflected back to me for, you know, years and years and years, but it taught me how to do that like myself and how to like really step back. I took so much time offline, just like just I just really truly knew in my heart I had to to step away from what everyone else was doing and I had to get really right with myself, really right with myself. So honestly, like I really hear what you're saying. It's, it's, it was a huge unraveling for me. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And bow to you. <laughs> huge. <laughs> so huge. Oh, fuck that takes courage. <laughs> Thanks so much courage. Yeah, it was hard. It was really hard. Thank you. And um yeah, I just wanna Yeah, it would be it would have been hard. And mm. and uh, you you did choose that path as well. Like you chose to take that and that's what you did with it. Yeah, so 100%. really kudos to you. Thank so you. receive yourself in that. It's huge. Mm. 
yeah I feel like I'm still landing like in many ways like it's it's integrated yeah. but I still reflect on it. I'm like fuck whoa like what wow like it's just it's, it's really immense huge thing like huge unraveling hey it's definitely not for the light-hearted it's definitely fuck not. no <laughs> it's, it's like oh I want to do this so that I can verify that I'm ready because it's going to like if you have a shaky self-esteem mm, yeah. you're going to go simultaneously rock it but show you where to 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 root that in foundations that you know deep 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 roots that cannot be swayed by any wind mm. any any rain any storm anything so it's a it, yeah really will be can be an un, unraveling um and i think the nature of that is partially because um harmony through conflict um uh, but also a part of uh, i'm just saying this as almost like a warning sign but just a fyi of the way in which i work is to go to the depths and and to the ugly with the people that i walk with so that we can see it together yeah rather than to stand above or um and that's just the way that i part of what what my medicine is because of my experience in life so it's like getting in the ugly getting in the fire getting in the heat with you <clears throat> so that we can all see it together and so there's that that willingness is and has got to be there um mm. that's why people like you will do it l because there's that courage and there's that again there's that dedication uh and i really want to just say at the same time like i i know with um maybe like shaky legs or beginning legs it might be like fuck that's going to make me less confident or that's going to rock my world. Um, the, I guess, polarity of that is that you're so held and loved safely in the community while you walk that process, you you know, unless you actively pull back and want to turn away, um, which could happen, but it's and the idea is not to, uh, you know, put a stake through your heart and say, step back in your place. It's actually to, 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 to shed what isn't you so that you can, rise up with absolute confidence and trust in your own raw power yeah <laughs> <laughs> you guys do it it's like i can't yeah you know you know this but it's it's you it is done by you you mm. all at, really as the collective group because we're in the aquarian age you know we just went through pisces and i am no astrologer but i have some really beautiful teachers so i'll only speak what i really deeply know but the age of pisces was like the guru the guru it was the mm. age of jesus and the buddha and the, the gurus the one that we followed and aquarian is actually we are the collective guru mm. so each of us hold the wisdom that will support the harmony that we are evolving into as a collective where there is no one guru. We are that guru. And that's why we're probably hearing that come out more and more and more now. Um, and that there's a transition between the two. So there will be still be both for some time, like a couple hundred years or a hundred years or odd, because there's a transition. It doesn't just like cut and go. It's like a, so there's some people still with the guru. Uh, where is my guru? And then there are people. And, and I believe actually that's why it's so, intimidating because we've gone from the guru into collective wisdom and so it's like who am i is a big like what about the judgment of yeah, yeah. will i be put on the cross will i be burnt at the stake because mm -hmm. i'm a either claiming to be the guru when i'm not and i don't want to you know take that position but also um, you know, the very reality that that did happen, but also this not wanting to, um, we're so used to having one guru, yeah. but it's not, we are our own and we create the collective guru together. We create the collective mm -hmm. mind of that higher consciousness to follow. That's why we are rising together. I felt that this year, like um, just this huge shift for, uh collaboration i've really felt this pull to be in collaboration me too yeah um everything yeah. i'm doing except alchemy even though i have ryan's support except alchemy and i'm not i still have a pull to do it but it, all of my co-creators they're like no that's yours you still need to hold that okay <laughs> but else that i am doing kurt's coming to 
co-teaching in Yama this round. Mm. We're mm. actually um, started a company together to do some work together. And then I have other collaborations with Josie, with Ryan, like everything feels every piece of what I knew that's created mm. is actually co-created now. And it's so much lighter. It's so much nicer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm excited for that. Yeah. I really feel that. I just, I really feel that I, I, I don't have anything in the works at the moment, but there's, well, there is, but I like in those really early stages, like the one thread that just kept coming out of me was like, this has to be done in a, in a collaborative way. Like it wants, it wants to happen that way. It wants to be birthed that way. So in like this sort of gestation phase, it's, that's a big part of what's coming through is together collab, like, yeah, togetherness. Mm, how interesting. Love that. Cause I don't have a pulse on all these, these things. I just <laughs> hearing you say that I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Okay, that makes sense. I'm really feeling that. Yeah. Yeah. William William Mead is one of my teachers who really knows about that esoteric wisdom. So is Kurt, so is Josie. I feel really blessed to have such, like, yeah. like my family and who are my co-creators with this. And so it's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm echoing them in that. Yeah. That's the only reason I have that pulse. <laughs> I'm yes. super grateful for them and for you. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So just I want to make sure we honour the time boundary. I'd love to just give you some space. Um, you know, I know there's so much that you're passionate about and um, I know you like specific questions, but I would really just love to give you the floor to speak into anything that feels really like whether it's something you're passionate about right now or something you just feel you want to speak into, like, Anything at all you want to like leave with, leave us with? Thank you. Maybe just to extend on the piece of this, those who are feeling that whether they want to show up in a different way in what they're already doing or they want to transition to doing something else that feels more meaningful. So that call to service. One of the pieces that is important to develop in this stage as to not stay in procrastination and doubt is your discernment with your, you know, you could say in the esoteric teaching, it would say like lower mind, higher mind, lower mind. And that's it. It's not really higher, lower, better, worse. It's just the quality of quality of what's coming through. Uh, our personality, our ego is really, really important in our evolution. It actually gives us our own unique wisdom. It's We don't want it to go away. Um, and what makes up the, the quality of that is our emotions, uh, our thoughts and beliefs, our physical body. And so rather than trying to only... Uh, learn more, work on the purification of those bodies. Because when your intuitive wisdom comes through, what happens for quite some time, like five to 10 years at least, is that people will feel that they are getting their intuitive nudges or intuitive information. But what it really is, is a reflection of the emotional body or the reflection of the gut energy body. And however clear or distorted or, I guess, dense or heavy or, you know, attachment or ripply your emotional body is or dense your physical body is or unvital or closed or contracted um, will determine how distorted that wisdom coming through is. Did that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So work on the refinement, work on your physical vitality, like take care of your body, mm -hmm. you know, clear your emotional body, tend to tend to your emotional waters and the clarity of your mind. And that's through meditative practice or ritual repetition or, um, you know, rites of passage work to clear those emotional bodies. Because when your emotional body is calm, then whoever you're in front of will get a clear reflection of themselves. Mm -hmm. But if it has ripples in it, it will be distorted. Same with your fit, you know, apply that to the physical and the mental. And most people's mental bodies are so 
So it was that when humans, we're busy, we've learned to move through our ego and our personality our whole life. And when that intuitive wisdom starts to come through, oh, mate, it comes through ripe and it comes through hard and it comes through excited. And it and for a while, it really bounces. Like there's a lack of discernment of um, you're not aware that you're not aware that it's bouncing off the quality of your emotional, physical, um, mental in even energetic bodies. And so it's like, get, get, get right with that. Do well with that while you're developing your higher mind, while you're developing your skills, while you're serving, like do both. Um, it's literally why I created Inganyama, you know, because this is like, where is this taught? Where is this known? Where can we apply this? Um, you don't need Inganyama to do it. You could find your own teachers who inspire you. Uh, that's just one space. But that's the that's the purpose of the ritual repetition and the devotion in in this Inganyama. I'm bringing like uh, the invitation for a physical cleanse as well. You know what I'm like. I can't help it. So <laughs> yeah, it's just like what's the what's the yeah. We need to be developing that if we're going to be so if we're serious about the way that we show up. Yeah. So it's just understanding that that's part of that's part of it. You know, looking after all of the aspects of ourself, and that requires like deep compassion, love, respect, and reverence for for us and our bodies and our beings and our minds and our hearts, not just fucking like learning and doing and you know certifying and training. It's like that's such a small part of it. Like learn to hold deep presence. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh so beautiful you just described everything i've sort of went through the last six months so thank you (laughs) oh it really does it really really does um yeah that was so beautiful thank you so much honored truly well there you have it my friends a beautiful conversation with amber hawken If you have enjoyed today's episode, please let us know in the comments below, Um, or you can reach out to us on Instagram. You can find Amber at Amber Hawken. I think it's Amber underscore Hawken on Instagram. Uh, Everything is linked up in the show notes, so you can find her, her program, Inganyama, and anything else that was mentioned in today's episode. Sending you so much love wherever you are. Take care.